You are listening to Social Media Decoded, a podcast dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and business owners simplify social media and thrive online. We provide actionable information that you can use and see results. I'm your host, Michelle Thames, and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Social Media Decoded Podcast, the number one podcast to help you understand social media better so that you grow your business, get more clients, and monetize. And I'm excited. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see we got a new setup and a new sign. So you might want to head over to YouTube, Michelle Thames on YouTube, and check out the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Did you know all of our guests, well, a lot of our guest episodes are in video format. So if you're like, I want to see some behind the scenes, head on over there. But I'm excited today. You know, I always get excited when we have special guests and we are talking to my friend, Christina, and we're talking about guest podcasting, why this is important and why should you should absolutely be doing this. So Christina, welcome so much to the Social Media Decoded Podcast. So excited. Thank to you, Michelle. You I am so, so excited to be on here today talking to your audience, really talking about you know, how you could be using earned media in conjunction with the social media that you might already be doing to really move both of them forward. Um, And so I'm really excited to get into that today with with your listeners. Yeah. So if you could tell us a little bit about you and how did you get started with PR? How did you get started with podcasting? All the things we want yeah, to hear absolutely. your story. So I've been in the PR world for almost 20 years. I've been doing this for a long time, basically from when I was right out of college, I took a year to travel and then and then got into uh, working, working and doing PR. Um, and so for me, kind of what happened was I started in PR. I worked for some great companies like Cirque du Soleil, Dark Horse Comics. I worked for a lot of agencies um, and I got to kind of build up that public relations publicity repertoire that I did. And then I had my daughter in 2014. And when I had my daughter in 2014, I was like, you know what? I don't want to be working full time anymore. Um, And I honestly didn't think that was going to be how I felt, but it was how I felt. That was the reality of the situation. So together with my partner, we decided that I was going to, um, you know, just kind of be home for the first year or so of her being around. And so that's what I did. And I started to have people reach out to me that had worked with me prior and be like, Hey, can we hire you for to do some freelance PR, hire you to do some copywriting, et cetera? My particular area of expertise was tourism PR, so tourism publicity. And so I had people reaching out to me to see about doing that. And I was like, yeah, why not? Did that for, you know, a year or two. It was fun. And then I decided, and this is a long, kind of a longer story, but I promise it comes down to how I got where I am today. But I decided I'm going to do a course. I'm going to make a course. I'm going to do a course because that this, I was like convinced it was going to make me a million dollars. It was going to be super easy. It was going to be like passive income. I was like, wonderful, genius. I've done it. And so I did it. I created a course and I kind of followed these, you know, online marketing gurus to kind of get that done. And in the course of that, I also, when I went to launch it, launched it in the exact same way that they were teaching to launch, which at that time was like money to ads, ads to webinars, webinar, this is like 2017, 2018, webinars to an email funnel. And I was like, perfect, easy enough. But I want to be very clear here. 
that I did no publicity the first time I launched my course, even though my course was about publicity. So if you ever feel like you have a real facepalm moment in your business, know that I've been there <laughs> as well, okay? We're all we're all friends here. We're in the trust tree. We can talk about the things that we've, you know, done wrong in our in our business journey. Um, but it didn't go great. The suffice to say, I didn't sell a lot of the courses. My partner was like, um, what are we doing here? And I was like, I am making passive income. And he was like, interesting, because it seems like you're selling, <laughs> like you're spending a lot of money and a lot of time. And I was like, it will get there. But the next time I went to launch my course, I was like, I'm doing this my way. And at that point, podcasts were beginning to become something that people were paying more attention to. Again, this was like 2018. I wouldn't, they're nowhere near what they are today. That's just part of our daily, for most people, part of their daily lives. But they were something that people were starting to know about. And so I took all my skills of, at that time, 15 plus years in the public relations world and started to pitch myself onto podcasts that were full of that ideal customer for me. And the difference I saw in my business was night and day. When I started guesting on podcasts, I had people reaching out to me to talk about consulting, to talk about speaking at events, buying my course right off the shelf. There didn't need to be this huge funnel of me warming them or doing this type of stuff. They heard me and they that no like and trust factor had been upped dramatically. They were ready to buy. They were ready to work with me. And so I did that for a few years until the pandemic. When the pandemic happened, I knew right away that tourism was not going to have the money to be spending on this type of publicity work at that point. And I had already had a bit of an inkling to kind of go a different direction. And so I just kind of in that opportunity in that time, you know, and I know like you started this podcast in 2020, just kind of the same thing was like, all right, how do I kind of pivot at this point? And so I did. I pivoted into teaching people how to pitch themselves to podcasts. Um, but by the end of that year of 2020, I just had so many people that were like, yeah, 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 this is great. But could you just do it? <laughs> that I started to do it for people. I started out just as myself. And now we've grown into the agency that we have today. And what we do today is we get traditionally underrecognized entrepreneurs booked on podcasts. So for us, that's women, members of the LGBTQ and BIPOC communities and neurodiverse entrepreneurs. We get them booked on shows full of their ideal audience so that all they have to do is show up and shine. Show up and, show shine. Up and shine. Yes. I love that. Show up and shine. And it's, I, I had a baby in 2014. Oh. My daughter's nine. She just turned nine oh, the other congrats. day. So look at that. And I too, yes, you too. I too said, I don't want to yep. go back to work. And so I figured it out. I, I went through some things and here I am today. And I really love, you know, podcasting. And I agree with you. It brings opportunities. People reach out to me to speak in mm -hmm. their groups for speaking engagements. They're buying courses. I mean, it's so many opportunities, but we have to be realistic with everyone and, and say that this is not like no. a get rich quick. It is like a Correct. slow burn. This is podcast just yes. turned three yes. years old. Okay, y'all, this, this podcast just turned three and Let's talk about consistency too. Like consistency is a def is a definite part of that. But I want to talk about guest podcasting a little bit more and how it really is beneficial to entrepreneurs and business owners. Can you explain a little bit a little bit more like about the process, like what it actually entails and how can we see the impact in our businesses from Yeah, this is podcast? a great question. And I'm going to kind of answer one at a time. So please forgive me if you need to repeat something. But mom brain, I haven't had my second coffee yet. So I'm like, let me take one at a time there. Um, but I love this. There, uh, 
see, Michelle gets it. She understands. She knows. Um, so basically when it comes to one thing I kind of want to back up and talk about is the difference between publicity and social media. Okay. Because I think this is really, really important for people to understand. So when it comes to your marketing, there are three pillars to that marketing owned, earned, and paid. Okay. So paid is shocker. The stuff that you pay for, right? Your ads, if you do an influencer campaign, something like that, where money is exchanged. Um, then there's earned, which is your social media channels, your e-newsletter, your podcast, right? Michelle owns this channel. She owns social media decoded. Okay. And then there's earned and earned is when you are getting on other people's platforms and no money is exchanged. Okay. So that makes it so that the consumer can really believe what that, you know, particular outlet or that particular platform is saying to them. And I can back that up with stats all day long. 70% of consumers, you know, believe in earned media more than an ad, right? They know that that's paid for, especially the consumers today that are very, very, you know, um, we know, we know. You know, we know when something is paid for. And so with earned media, that's you being a guest on podcasts, that's maybe going on like your local TV station, perhaps being featured in a magazine. All those are the type of opportunities where you're going to get in front of an earned audience there with, again, the thought being that people are going to trust it to a different level than perhaps some other forms of marketing. And I want to be very clear that I am saying no forms of these marketing is bad. They all have different purposes, okay? But I want to make sure that it's clear that you understand what publicity is so that I'm not just saying this word and people are like, what does that mean, you know? And so hopefully that gives you a really good idea of what that is. So with that in mind, when you're ready to get started being more visible through publicity, the main thing that I want you to think about first and foremost, the first question I ask any client that comes to us, who is your ideal customer? Who is it? Who is that person that you want to be getting in front of that you know you can make money when you get in front of them, right? And that is really what's going to determine all of your strategy around publicity, Right. So for me, you know, personally, well, I'm trying to get in front of multiple six figure business owners that are in one of those under recognized categories that are looking to get more visible. They're looking to kind of have that long game in their business of getting out there, having all that social proof of being on shows, et cetera. So I'm trying to find shows that I can get on where that is who is listening. Right. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm not just trying to get on any show I possibly can. I want to make sure that I'm getting on the right shows. And I think that that's a really important thing for people to kind of have a mindset shift about, which is not let me just get on any show I can. Let me get on the shows that are full of the right people. And I want to be clear if your buddy invites you to be on their show or an ex client invites you to be on their show, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Like get out there, have that experience, have some fun, but don't expect it to move the needle in your business. You need to be strategic about the audiences you're getting out in front of. Oh, you just gave us a masterclass. <laughs> that was so good. And I agree. I agree. Go on the podcast. Yes. Go on the podcast. But yes, also mm-hmm. be strategic in the podcast that you go on. I'm definitely searching right. for business podcasts, you know, women empowerment, because it you got to have a plan. That's that's basically you got to have a plan. You you have to because a big thing that people will come up to me, they'll maybe hear me speak at an event or something, and they'll come up and they're like, "Well, I've been on a couple podcasts and it didn't really do anything for me." And I'll be like, "Oh, okay. Well, 
first of all, you got to be on more than a couple. I'm going to tell you right now, you got to be doing this work consistently. I really recommend two a month on average, knowing that some months you might be doing more, some months you might be oh, doing wow. less. Oh, wow. Christina, I'm doing like, I'm doing like- I love that. Two a week. I love that. No, okay, no. This, you are ambitious, ambitious and I love I, that. I know. I'm, I'm super I love that. I want to be clear. I'm I want to be clear that more there. is not bad. But I think that if you want to have like a really good benchmark in your head, if you're getting started, two a month on average could be a really good realistic spot to start from. Realistic. realistic and yes, I think please. that one thing to note about that is like you just heard that Michelle goes on, you know, let's say four a month on average, which is freaking fantastic. Um, I also want you to remember at the end of the year, if you've been on an average of two shows a month, you've been on 24 podcasts. And if those are full of your ideal audiences your business is going to look different at the end of that year than it did at the beginning time of that. So um, I just want you to keep that in mind that the consistency is huge. But the other thing that I ask people when, again, they say that to me is like, were these shows full of your ideal audience? And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. So that's where I want there to be that shift is these opportunities aren't going to fall in your lap. You have to be doing the strategic work to get in front of those right audiences and pitch yourself to them. And that's that mindset yep. shift. You have to be consistent. You have to know this is a long-term game. Podcasting is still so new that there's so much opportunity. You could do a podcast interview today and in two months, you oh, can 100%. get an opportunity. Don't, yeah. don't expect to put it out tomorrow. They put it out and it just pops off. Like, no, people have to download. They you know, may listen and re-listen and come back to it. They got new people. Now they're sharing it in a different place. You're sharing it. Everybody's sharing it. It's a long-term game. So I'm so glad that you said that with those mindset sh- mindset shifts because it's so important. I want to talk about some actionable steps for ROI because that's where, what yeah. people are thinking about. So how can, give us three quick tips on how, if we want to go guest podcasting, what can we start doing today? Three things. Three things that I think are great action steps to be taking is one, start asking your audience what they listen to. Okay, this is such a low hanging fruit that I say to people that they're always kind of like, wait, what? And I'm like, look, you can I can get into the specifics of how we research and stuff like that. But honestly, the first best step is to throw out an Instagram story to put a PS at the end of your e-newsletter and just say, what shows do you listen to? What is it that you're listening to on a regular basis? Now, I'm a big true crime fan. A lot of my uh, followers know that. So they send me some really awesome uh, shows of that, which I absolutely love. But I'll also get some business-related shows that I have never heard of before, right, that are in a completely different realm, you know, than the circles that I might normally be in. And that is what I'm looking for because I know that that ideal customer is already listening to that show, which means there's other people just like them that are listening to that show as well. So if I can give you like what to do in the next 24 hours, that's what I want everyone that's listening to do. Put up a story, put a PS at the end of your newsletter, ask the people that are already following you what they listen to. Um, The other thing that I would say to do is we've already talked about getting really clear on um, who you want to be, or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, who you want to be talking to, who your ideal customer is, but also what do you want to talk with them about? And the reason that I say that is you got to get some great topics under your belt, okay? Because I think a lot of people make the mistake of, and Michelle, Michelle and your team, I'm sure get a lot of pitches, right? And I, I guarantee to you, and she's not in her head right now, 
but most of them are bad. Most of them don't fit. <laughs> they don't. They're not social yes, media exactly. marketing related. If we exactly. can make it work, I will. Like I've had health people and I've had like, I've had my friend, sure. she came up and showed us some tapping to help us get clear as entrepreneurs. Oh, I do yeah. love oh, tapping. Oh, go check yeah. out that episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if it can't, if it yeah. can't fit or if it can't make it work with the theme, I'm very serious about that. We, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that you as the guest need to acknowledge, right? You as the guest need to go to a host and show them why you can bring value to their audience, right? A lot of people do what we call the spray and pray method, okay? That means they write a, they write a pitch, they kind of bullet out a couple things that they think they can talk about, and they send that to 100 people praying that they get on a couple of those shows. That is not the way that we pitch at our agency, and that is absolutely not the way that I recommend when I teach people how to pitch how they should be doing that work. You need to have really solid topic ideas that you can be showing the value to their audience for you to be on that show. They are not bringing you on to sell, okay? They are bringing you on to bring knowledge to their audience, all right? And the idea is that hopefully a couple people will be listening to this show today. They really like what I have to say, and maybe they want to come explore more about what I have going on. But at the end of the day, I can know that Michelle felt like this brought amazing value to her listeners, right? And number three that I would say of getting ready to be pitching is be prepared to use your pitches, or not your pitches, excuse me, the actual episodes in perpetuity, Because this is something that I see people miss out on all the time. And the beauty of being on your show today is that social media is the ideal way that you can be using your podcast episodes, people. And this is one thing that we now do for our private clients like that we... um, that we didn't used to do. I used to just be like, okay, here's what I need you to do, da, da, da. And it just wouldn't get done, right? And so now we do it on their behalf to a certain extent because a lot of people will be a guest on a podcast. This is what I don't want you to do, guys. I'm gonna tell you a cautionary tale. Go on a podcast, you hit end on Zoom and you never think about it again, right? Or perhaps the episode airs, you throw it up on the day that it airs, you tag the host and then you're like, cool, we're good here, you know, et cetera you are missing out on a huge opportunity to be working smarter, not harder with the stuff that you are already doing, right? I should be taking this podcast and I should be chopping that up into multiple audio snippets. I should be having multiple pull quotes. I should be creating a blog post. And guess what, guys? ChatGPT can do some of these things for you, okay? So think about this. You can be having this stuff done really, really simply by you or your team, One of the biggest things that I have our clients say to us is the amount of content that they have at the end of working with us, honestly, could power them for a full year. And I think that that is so important for you to remember that this is not just doing the interview, not just having that interview air. It is using that stuff in perpetuity. I could see Michelle was getting really animated when I was talking. (laughs) Mic drop. Because that was really good. And if if anybody was a guest that's listening, if you didn't, you know, chop it up, use it. We and I know the podcast team sends out snippets. We send out, you know, and that's great when a host send does it all that. To you, definitely so you can be do using as you that. Want. Yeah, if you can chop it up. You can add it to YouTube. We personally send it in our emails every Friday. We send every single episode. We think about the topics, we group them together, and we we send it out. So we do make sure we do that. 
I just I created an Instagram that. page. Yes. Y'all know I'm late, but ooh, it's a lot. I ain't gonna even lie. It's a lot creating all this content, but we have it now. And so I have a team yes. <laughs> that's important to help yes. pull this and put it together, right? And that, that is what I heard you say. So we can be overly ambitious, but please, you have to really think about what you can realistically do. And maybe you can do one episode mm-hmm. A week and chop that up and you go on a guest episode yep. and you take that and put that on like you say your story or share it in your email share it on youtube mm-hmm. so many different ways have it on your website share it on your website yes. so if you're going yes. guest in podcasting and they are giving you the audio or they're giving you the video utilize that i know we are giving that so if you want to yep. be a guest let me know hit us up at contact let at thingsmediasolutions.com but know that it, it will have to make sense Boom. And the team it will have they are going to yes. research you to make sure that you're legit. I'm sorry, but I yes. Don't I have be to sorry. You're right. I'm not sorry. I try I have to Don't trust sorry. the people that come yeah. on this podcast because it means so much to me. And I do not want to yep. provide you all with any information or people that may be lying or not yep. really about what they're talking about. So we research and I love that. And that just goes to what, why going on podcasts is so impactful because those hosts care so much about who they're bringing on and their people that listen to them know that. And that means when you go on as a guest on their show, people pay attention. And I think that that's such, such, such an important thing that you just brought up there. There's so much that you just said that I just like absolutely love um, in that right there. But I think that, you know, kind of the, the bulk of that is too, is just like, Use this stuff over and over again. And if you don't have the time to chop it up, maybe you've been on multiple shows. You can find someone on Fiverr, you guys. You can you can find someone. You can use headliner.app, right? And they create, you can get a couple free audio snippets a, um, a month. Find the way to get it done because that is a huge, huge part of the long-term work of publicity and particularly podcast publicity. Absolutely. Oh, this has been like a masterclass. You dropped the mic. You gave so many amazing tips, dropped so many <laughs> gems. If you're loving this episode, make sure you tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and let me know what you thought about this podcast episode. But before we head out, I, uh, I'm, I'm so sad we're ending this, but y'all know I, I keep it. We going to keep it, keep it moving with you keep, keep it tight. tight and right. You keep it okay, tight. So yeah, keep it tight. Yeah. What were some books or resources that have helped you along your entrepreneur journey? Because we love books and resources here. We have a whole library. The amazing yes. guests have shared all their knowledge with us. So have there been any books that you really have enjoyed that help you along your entrepreneur journey? 100%. Absolutely. So for me, the book that really changed my entrepreneurial journey for me was Rocket Fuel. Um, and some of you may be already familiar with that. Gino Wickman is kind of very well known in the entrepreneurial world. Um, but the thing that that did for me, that book did for me was it helped me understand that the way I am is okay and I can still be an entrepreneur. And what I mean by that is he explains a visionary and an integrator and why both those things are extremely important at a business. And I am all vision, all visionary. And the integrators who get stuff done, 
right? But for my first couple of years of entrepreneurship, I had such a hard time getting stuff done. That's why I'm telling y'all, hire that person on Fiverr, use ChatGPT, do these things, make it easier for you if that's the way that you are. Some people thrive in the creation of the stuff. That's what they really like to do, right? Um, and both of those things are equally important in a business, but you need to make sure it kind of gave me permission as a business owner to be like, this is what I'm good at. This is what I naturally am good at. And here's what I might need to hire or find people that can help me with this aspect of my business. So rocket fuel was, was really great for me in that sense of kind of giving me that freedom. And this was probably five years ago that I read this book. And it still sticks to me as one of those ones that really like shifted my mindset of like, oh, this is something you can do. You just need to recognize what your strengths are and what your strengths are not. Oh, I'm about to, sh- I'm about to check out this book. That is such, that's <laughs> just like add, add to add Amazon. To, yeah. Add to Audible <laughs> right now. Such a great, and I, yes, I definitely yes. agree. Like everyone runs their business different. You don't have to be like anybody else. You don't have to have the business model that everybody else does. You don't have to fit into a box. If nope. you don't want to work with people and clients, fire them, fire those clients. Okay. I'm telling y'all that today. I will, I, yep. You do not have to put up 100%, with the, yes. the BS. All right. So yep. we're going to check out I've, that book. Uh, Thank you so that's much. That's definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> but this has been such a great No, episode. I was like ready. When I knew you were going to ask about books, I was like so excited. I was like, all right. You were like, ready. I'm so excited. Oh, and then my podcast. You know that I listen to a ton of podcasts, but the one that I really, truly, I mean, there's many that I really, truly love, but one that like the second it comes out, I like have to turn it on is Rachel Rogers Hello 7 podcast. Um, I'm a huge fan of Rachel. I went to her event um, that she had earlier this year. And I just really love her advice on essentially everyone in, everyone becoming a millionaire. We should all and, be millionaires. I mean, that was a big, we should all be millionaires. That's what it really comes down to. And I think for a long time in my business, if people would have asked me like, well, what, you know, I'd be like, well, I don't know, like a couple hundred down, like that sounds pretty good. And then like reading her book, like I was like, oh no, I need like, no. I need to like up my game here. Like this is, this is another level. And so I think for her, I just really connect with her on her inspiration to me is, um, is a lot. So that for me is a personal favorite podcast that, um, I love to listen. Yes, definitely add that to your podcast Rolodex. The book is good too. And it will get you thinking that you definitely will, you can make millions. We should all be millionaires. Definitely. Mm Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. before we head out, definitely let us know where can we find you? Where can we follow you and more about your amazing business? Because if someone is listening and they definitely need help to step their game up to get on these podcasts, you are the person that they need to reach out to. Yes, yes. So a great place to head to is podcastpublicityquiz.com. And that's a really fun interactive quiz I have that can tell you where, where what kind of make, make the most sense for you right now. So we have a done for you, or I'm sorry, we do, well, we do have a done for you service, which is our pitch broker service where we work with our clients one-on-one to get them booked on shows. But we also have a DIY option. Um, I have a course called Hey Bitch, Let's Pitch. Yes, that is the name of it. Um, And it is all about teaching you how to pitch yourself to podcasts, how to do that research, how to do that follow up, all that type of good stuff as well. So we have those kind of couple options there for folks that they can take a look at. You can also always find me on Instagram at Publicity by Christina. Awesome. And we will make sure we put all that information down below in the show notes. And I think that quiz is fantastic. I'm going to go take it. I'm going to, I'm going to thank you. But thank you so much, Christina. This has been such a great episode and thank you all so much for tuning in and we will talk to you all in the next one. Bye. 
Thank you so much for being a listener of the Social Media Decoded Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope that you got some gems. If you got some gems, make sure to tag me on Instagram at Michelle L. Thames and share those gems with me. I cannot wait to talk to you all in the next one. Peace.